Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. The Major League Baseball offseason is winding to a close, and Brian Cashman has certainly been busy. Is there more to do, or has he completed his offseason shopping? The Yankees look like they have finally taken shape, and they're looking, and they're looking like a real championship contender. All this and more on today's episode of Pinstripe Talk. All right, uh, welcome to back to another episode of Pinstripe Talk. I am your host, Eamon, and my co-host here, Anthony. How you and, doing? Um, we are going to be starting off with a mailbag question today. And the mailbag uh, question taking, today... Mailbag uh, question today is... question today. It's from uh, Daily Sports Source, Yanks' biggest threat this season. Biggest threat? Um, well, I mean, we have a three-headed monster when it comes to our biggest threat, Stanton Judge and Sanchez. I think Gary will bounce right back after off-season shoulder surgery. Um, but if I had to say our biggest threat in the lineup, i give it to the judge. Um, he, he's an imposing figure, hopefully a, um, hopefully a full, healthy season. But um, I think he is our, he's our biggest threat. Even? Um, I will probably agree with uh, judge. Um, if you, you know, saw in postseason – he was showing what he he's improved on from last year. So, um, yeah, I think it would hit, it would be him close, close to him would probably be Stanton. I think he's going to, you know, bounce back and, um, yeah, him and Gary will be, you know, toe and toe right there. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, judge will be the, uh, the winner out of that. It's a scary offense. It really is. Um, when you have Giancarlo Stanton, second on your team as the uh, most imposing threat, uh, you know you have a potent offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that was the uh, mailbag question um, for today. So our segments are Frazier and um, top prospects and uh, what if Brian Cashman has done enough this offseason, um, we'll be talking about that. And then we'll be talking about a little bit about Aaron Boone and his uh, managing. So, Let's hop right into Frazier and the upcoming top prospects for the Yankees. What do you uh, have to say? Well, well, I personally am in love with Clint Frazier and the way he plays baseball. Uh, he is fiery, and that's not just because he has red hair. He um, <clears throat> he plays a he plays a very good outfield. Um, I remember a few seasons ago when he was healthy and came up for a little bit. Um, he played a great outfield. Uh, his bat is the quickest I've ever seen. He he really plays with his hair on fire. It's another red hair joke, but um, 
he makes he almost makes people around you better. I kind of liken him not in the way he plays, but in sort of the, in sort of his style, I guess, to uh, to Todd Frazier actually. When the Yankees had Todd Frazier a few seasons ago, um, he kind of added. I mean, he added great defense and the okay bat at third base, but he he really added life and, and excitement uh, to the clubhouse. He he really proved he loved to play baseball and loved to loved to show off his skill. Um, which is is great to have, and that's exactly what Clint Frazier does. Um, the left field job is is open. I don't think Gardner should be starting out there. I mean, clearly last year, um, Gardy kind of regressed. Uh, clearly, uh, we, we watched the whole season out of Brett, and it just wasn't it wasn't there anymore. I love Brett. Uh, he's been the Yankees since <clears throat> 2008, but you you can't really survive uh, with a 2.36 batting average. Uh, playing left field. I mean, he plays great defense, but so does so does Frazier. So I think he should win that job. It would give the team a lot of righties in the lineup, mostly righties in the lineup. But um, I can't say enough good things about Clint Frazier and his style of play. The only way I could see I could conceive conceivably uh, see Frazier not playing left field on opening day is if we go out and sign a guy named Bryce Harper. But stands that happening, um, I want the job to go to Frazier because I think he's. Uh, you think he's ready? I think he's great. Yeah, I um, I think he'll he could really take that um left field position away from Brett Gardner, and Brett Gardner could be a little platoon player for us. Um, and I think that's how you know Brett Gardner should be played at this time at this point in it, of his career. Um, you know, we probably don't have any thoughts on re-signing him in the future or farther than a few years. And I think a guy that, you know, is in development and, you know, needs to learn how to play in the major leagues. I think he's, you know, he should take that spot. Um, The only way I would see him not taking it is obviously Bryce Harper. But if you do put Andujar in the DH spot and and put Stanton out in the outfield, uh, that's the only thing I could really see him, you know, being not in the lineup. So, yeah, I think he's definitely proved, uh, in 2017, when he played a decent amount before he got uh, hit with some injuries, um, you know, he proved himself that he could, you know, play up here. So I do think he should get more playing time and see what, you know, happens to him. Because um, I know he was in a little bit of trade talk uh, for him going back to Cleveland. Cleveland did not want him. So I think he should play and show people, you know, what happened, you know, now that, you know, he got a lot of time in the minor leagues and you know he's been sitting up in the majors for a while and he can't play because he's injured but you know he's cleared and I you know hope he has a really good season for us I I always wish Clint Frazier the best I mean whether he's in the Yankees or not I wish him the best but um hopefully he's he's no longer in trade talks I I I don't want him leaving his team I think he has a spot in left field um with Gardner being backup like we said um he really um, proved to me in his limited playing time that he, he really loves it here. He loves playing baseball. I mean, who wouldn't? And he has the skill to, uh, to, to really liven up a team and be a solid offensive contributor. Uh, I remember he had a walk-off home run a few seasons ago uh, off of Corey Knable of the Brewers. Well, that's when Knable was having his dominant, dominant closer season. And 
he didn't care. He, he didn't care who was on the mound. It could be Corey Knebel, Clayton Kershaw. Doesn't matter. He he takes what he is given as far as pitches go, and he, he doesn't he does not does not step down to any competitor. He's young. He's talented. Most most importantly, he's extremely controllable. We have him for a while. Um, so he uh, he really adds a lot of a lot of posit- positivity to the Yankees. And he's just he's not the only project we have. We have a ton more prospects in our system that um, don't don't have the recognition this Frazier, but have certainly have quite a bit of skill. Yeah, um, as you guys saw, I mean Sanchez and Judge. When they came up, they weren't very good. And Frazier was one of those peop- one of those guys that came up, and he, he showed a little bit of something. Um, and I would say he's probably, if he didn't have the injuries, I feel like he would be one of our elite outfielders right now. He would be playing way over Garner. I really think Stanton would just be a DH hole, and we would be set. But since these injuries have came, I don't – I think – you know, his development has, you know, took a little bit of a hold. But since he's got cleared, I really do think this season he's going to have a really good, really good year. Um, I would love to see him have, you know, a, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, not with the home runs, but a kind of like a judge a judge rookie year. I would love to see him have one of those. Um, and that would really help the team. He could really go far. I think we all would love to see that. I mean, anything comparable to a judge rookie season – um, would be historic. He uh, he certainly has skill. Um, I could definitely see him having a a, a phenomenal uh, rookie campaign if he uh, if he starts in left field. Uh, and to be and I'm I'm excited about the farm system. I really am. I mean, the Yankees only had on MLB on MLB Network's uh, top hundred prospects. So we only had two prospects on that list. They only had Jonathan Loizaga, the pitcher who pitched last season for the Yankees, and they also had Esteban Florial. Who, as who, as Yankee fans will know, is the um, is the center fielder with all the tools. Uh, he has more of the tools, athleticism. He he has a very high ceiling. Um, he he strikes out he strikes out a bit too much, but he really uh, has all the tools. And I think we should be excited about him. And the other guy we should be excited about, aside from the Wiseman, who we all saw last year, who personally I was not impressed by, um, but I could be wrong. The other guy I think I I. I uh, the other guy that I really am excited about uh, in the future is uh, Anthony Siegler, uh, the catcher, the 23rd yeah. overall uh, pick in the draft in 2018. Um, defensively, he's very sound. Uh, they do have a little word about his defense. And uh, as people know, I mean, we've, we heard Jesus Montero's name for years. So young catchers can break your hearts real quickly. And uh, I'm not looking to, to move Gary off catcher anytime soon, even with his defense. But um, this, uh, this franchise, despite a lot of trades, like the Sunny Great Trade, where we gave up uh, Mateo and Dustin Fowler. Um, despite all that, I really do believe that we have a, uh, a potent farm system and a lot of uh, a lot of dominant young players uh, ready to come to the ranks. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind if Floria later in the season. Maybe if we still have third baseman issues and we either move in Duhar to first or something. I could see him playing a little bit of third, maybe even a little bit of short. Uh, backing up Troy um, when Didi's injured. I could really see that happening. Uh, Luizica, I think the one start, I think it was his first start of his MLB career. Um, he did he did well, but after that, he kind of fell off a little bit. So 
I hope you know he develop. I hope you don't bring him up. I hope he develops more in the the minors uh, for later because we also and he's not really a big. He was a big name a little last year, but Chance Adams is still down there. He could be a guy that uh, out of you know any situation can come up just like Loisaco. So uh, I think what we have right now is is really really good. Like you said, the the switch inning catcher uh, Siegler. I think he'll be dominant, and I would love to see him be right behind Gary someday. So I think the top, our top prospects are going to be, you know, we have a good core right now, and we are going to get a, a good player in the draft this year because we have like the 36th pick from the Reds. So I, uh, I really have some good confidence in the young players that are coming up. As do I, and I don't think trading guys like Justice Sheffield early this offseason is going to impact us too, too much. I, I love Chance Adams' arm. Uh, last year, it wasn't his best showing, but I do love his arm. I think he short arms the ball a little bit, which could lead to injury. But where our real, real stock of talent lies is in our lower-level minor league system, which is not the worst thing in the world. Um, we have a lot of young players on the Yankees right now with Judge and hopefully Frazier and Gary and Glaber and Miguel. Um, so we have a lot of young talent, and to have our best prospects at the lower levels of the minor leagues um, really uh, impacts us in I don't know, three, four, five years um, when Judge and Sanchez and all those guys are getting a little older. So it'll just help replenish the team um, and keep, keep the cycle going of, of bringing up talent, bringing up these, uh, these impressive ball players. Because I remember years ago it was 2004 I believe um, the Yankees brought up Robinson Cano and Robinson Cano was the Yankees highly touted prospect uh, back when Jeter and all those guys were getting a little older so it just, it just shows that um, the Yankees know what they're doing when they have guys who get a little older and they bring up the kids and the kids play well and then it's a whole big cycle of of restocking with, with phenomenal players. Uh, they've done it very well, and um, nobody's the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees run an organization like a well-oiled machine. So um, I think I'm very, I'm very confident in how, they, uh, in how they're going to bring up these, uh, these, these impact players in the, in, the, in the seasons to come. Yeah, I am pretty excited about that. And, um, yeah, I hope all those new guys that come up uh, – you know, can contribute and do a, a good job. Um, and yeah, so that's it for Frazier and top prospects. Uh, we'll be going to the next segment in a little bit, but um, here's a network ad. Hello, BPN listeners. This is Jake from the Amazing Mets podcast, uh, owner of the first 162, co hosted with John, the owner of At Mets Updates, this week on the Amazing Mets podcast. We will be interviewing David Peterson. We'll be talking about off-season news and also opening a mailbag. Make sure to check us out. We're on every Thursday at 7 p.m. this week. Uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. Thank you. All right. Welcome back. Um, We are hopping into the second segment of the show, and we're talking about Brian Cashman and, you know, the moves that he's done that are not – um, has he done enough, or are we expecting more from him? So, what do you think? The Yankees, despite not going out and 
as of yet, still holding out a little faith, as of yet going out and getting Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. Despite them not doing that, they have had a tremendous offseason. To anyone saying the Yankees haven't had a good offseason, I'm not sure you're watching the same team as me. They have went out and they have bolted their rotation, signing Jay, uh, signing Jay Happ and trading for James Paxson. They have bolstered their bullpen in re-signing Zach Britton and signing Adam Adovino. They have, and, and also got, getting rid of Sonny Gray, which clears up that problem. They have shored up their infield, Didi being hurt, signing for Tulowitzki, and DJ LeMahieu, who's a defensive specialist and also is a good hitter. So, yes, we didn't go out and sign Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, but we brought in a lot of good players. We re-signed Guardian to be hopefully a fourth outfield. We brought in CC for his final season. Um, so there's a lot to like this offseason. Yes, you can say, well, he didn't go out and get Bryce to play left field. He didn't go out and get Manny to play shortstop. I understand you're great. I completely understand you're great. But did the Yankees really need him? We have a lineup with Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, and Gary Sanchez, not to mention Glaber Torres. I can name the whole starting nine. They are all great hitters. We didn't need any more great hitters. We won 100 games last year because of our great hitters and Luis Severino. So what we needed was to shore up that rotation, which we did beautifully, and that bullpen, which we did beautifully. I, I commend Brian Cashman for not caving into pressure and going out and signing yep. Machado or, or Harper to an to a 11-year, $35 million deal because – that would have hurt you in the end, probably. So we've had a great offseason. I, I would give Brian Cashman the, the, the biggest kudos I could. I'd give him an A. Personally, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, maybe a B plus. But, I mean, he's been phenomenal. Now, I know you have a lot to say about this offseason. It's been very eventful. Uh, give me your take. Um, all right, before I uh, say my intake, um, if you guys want – to call in and ask any questions, the number is 845-277-9345. I didn't plug it in before we started, but I just wanted to let you guys know. If you have any questions, call that number. Um, so my intake on uh, Brian Cashman is I think he did, you know, really well. He filled spots in that he, he needed to fill in, and um, – he went out and got the guys that he needed. He got Adovino. He got uh, DJ LeMayu. We had trouble at third. He, you know, filled that spot. Um, and, you know, he made the bullpen so much, you know, deadlier. So I do think, um, does he need to do more? I don't think so. I could see him doing maybe a little small tra- uh, trades or signings, but nothing too big. I, I really don't think he needs to add anything else. Um Maybe a few more guys, but I don't think, um, you know, adding more to this team is going to help us. I mean, it will help us, but I don't think it's going to hurt. I think adding more will obviously help, but I don't see anything um, that we we sign that's going to really go downhill. Uh, I totally see where you're coming from. I really do. Um, Maybe small things here or there. Um, I don't think nothing. I don't think anything major at this point. I mean, maybe Bryce or Manny could fall into our laps like Stanton did last year, but I don't see it happening. I do see maybe a small move here. There may be a bullpen arm, maybe another rotation piece if Cashman wants to go there. 
Um, but I think we're pretty much well in set. Um, I do. I could see Marwin Gonzalez maybe getting signed um, at second, or the outfield. He would be a good guy. Yeah, he could. He could be a guy that could be like a Ben Zobris type, uh, play everywhere. Uh, but that's what we have with Lemayhew. Um, hopefully, I mean, I don't, I don't think Lemayhew plays the outfield. But um, LeMahieu plays all over the infield. That's what they're planning on doing with him. Uh, so he'll he'll be that that type for us, hopefully. Yeah, um, I think Gonzalez, you know, is a good player, but with I don't think he's going to be, be playing the outfield. And um, yeah, he'll probably be a second base guy. We really don't need any more. Um, but from we have another question that's coming in. Um, AJ from Huntington wants to talk about the off season. Uh, right-handed bullpen pitching from the Red Sox. Yep, let's uh, let's let him in. Let's let let's let him uh, let him let's let him talk. Okay, thank you very much. I uh, I think you have a great show. Uh, I just have a one, would like to get thank your you. take on what you think of what the Yankees pitching staff is in comparison to what the Red Sox pitching staff is. Obviously, they're very different where the Red Sox have a much better, at least on paper, starting rotation. The Yankees seem to have a much better bullpen. But with the Red Sox not having a real closer and their starting pitchers getting older, who do you think really has the advantage there? Because their hitting overall seems to be somewhat comparable. Uh, I'll hang up and listen to your uh, answer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal question. Thank you. Um, personally, in my eyes, not that close. I think you have two aces, Sale and Severino, which are clear, clear and evident. Uh, those guys are legitimate aces. Behind that, you have guys like, for the Red Sox, Ovaldi, who did it once with the Red Sox. Um, I don't have much confidence in him to do it again. He can be something, something good, but I don't think he's going to do that again. Um, you have Rick Porcello, who's Mr. Inconsistency, won a Cy Young, and then had a bad season, so I don't know what you're getting out of that. Um, you have other guys in that bullpen, I mean, in that, in that rotation, like Eduardo Rodriguez, who pitches well at times, doesn't pitch well at times. Again, inconsistent. David Price, who, for as deadly as he was, he wasn't called a player of the year. For as deadly as he is, he can be on the mound. When the Yankees play the Red Sox, I love seeing them play David Price because it's like batting practice every, nearly every single time. It's, it, it's so much fun to watch him just destroy this man. I mean, he, he just does not pitch well against the Yankees. And their bullpen is awful. Their bullpen consists of Matt Barnes and, and Ryan Brazier, Heath Hembry, uh, Brian Johnson, and the like. So, I mean, the Yankees have Severino, legitimate ace. James Paxton, that's a no-hitter last year, who was another really good pitcher. They have Tanaka, who, for his inconsistencies, is a pretty good pitcher. Uh, Jay Happ, seasoned veteran. Sabathia, his last season, couldn't even do that much. He pitched very well last season. And there's no contest in the bullpen. Um, and just, to, just to another point you made, I don't think the Yankees and Red Sox have comparable offenses at all. I think Judge and Betts are the only, are comparable players in right field. Uh, but their outfield, I mean, Benintendi and Bradley and Martinez, yeah, those guys can hit. But we have Stanton and Judge and Sanchez and Torres and Hicks <laughs> and Andujar. Um, I, I just don't see the offense being that comparable. Yeah, they have Bogarts. Yeah, they have Moreland, but... And the Yankees' offense is clearly better, uh, and, the, and their rotation is clearly better. Um, they lost a lot with Kimbrell and, and Joe Kelly. So um, I, I think the Red Sox, while they have a good team, 
and a good bullpen and a good rota- I mean, sorry, a good rotation and a good offense. The bullpen's awful. The Yankees are a better team. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I think the rotation for the Red Sox is going to be a problem. Um, we don't know how Chris Sale is going to be. He got injured last last year, a little late last year, and then to the playoffs, he wasn't throwing 99, you know, 98. He was throwing 94, 90, 96. He wasn't, he wasn't being himself, um, but we'll have to see if he, he even gets there. Um, I, I, might, I might think he probably will, but I don't know. We don't know yet. We, I haven't seen him, you know, pitch yet. Uh, we'll see maybe in spring training if he, you know, is, his, is himself, but I don't know. Uh, we have Nathan Uvalde, who he just had a good second half of the season. I really don't have anything else to say. He didn't really do good for the Yankees, got injured a lot, you know, went to their team, got traded, and he did good. Porcello, I, you know, he won a Cy Young. He was good for a few seasons, but I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be a problem for the Yankees or really any team. And if you look at their bullpen, their bullpen really doesn't have anybody that's making me worried about uh, getting having the Yankees face. So I really think the problem in, you know, Boston is uh, their pitching. I think they're hitting, you know, they have J.D. Martinez, Betts, uh, Jackie Bradley really, you know, showed us something last year in the playoffs. So, you know, their pitching is a problem. And I think the Yankees with their – with the lineup we have and the bullpen that's unheard of, I think that we're going to really blow them out of their shoes and we're going to probably take the division this year. I really, I'm really hoping. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say it now that this division will be the Yankees. I mean, um, if they don't, if they don't go out and sign Kimbrell, uh, which they easily could, but if they don't go out and sign a guy like Kimbrell, um, then I, I just don't see how the Red Sox can, can, can come out and do it again. I mean, Betts won the MVP. Uh, Martinez was amazing. Uh, that's not happening again. I mean, they're probably going to be great players, but, I mean, you can't expect everything they did last year to do what they did um, um, this, this coming season. Their starters are getting older. Their bullpen is almost non-existent. Um, and everything fell right for the Red Sox this year as far as hitting goes. So, I mean, a magical season 2018 for them. You've got to commend them for that. A magical, magical year. Um, but I, I, uh, I, I just don't see it happening the same way. You have to be incredibly lucky to even do what the Red Sox did last year, let alone do it twice. You're not doing it twice. So I, I think um, – I really think that uh, the, Yankees, the Yankees are going to take this division – because they've improved themselves leaps and bounds more than the Red Sox, the Red Sox do. They, not only is that in signing Britain and Ottavino and Hap um, and Sabathia and, and trading for Paxton, not only did all of that improve the Yankees, it detracted from the Red Sox because they didn't get Britain or Ottavino, which massive pieces they could use. The Yankees didn't necessarily need to have a super bullpen again. They wanted one, but they got that super bullpen back which also detracted from the Red Sox getting any bullpen. They have no bullpen. They have nothing right now. They're going to need their starters to go eight innings because they're going to need the closer to go nine. They need the closer to go to ninth, who isn't even a good closer. I mean, I'm not even sure what the closer is at this point. Who's it going to be? Ryan Brazier? Like, Keith Henry? They don't have a closer. So if they get Kimbrell, then this might be a little different, and the Red Sox might be a little 
even with Kimball, though, I mean, the, the rest of the bullpen's terrible, but the Yankees improved so much this offseason, and not only improving their own team, but making the Red Sox worse by getting what they needed. Yeah, I I don't think, even if they do sign Kimbrell to a crazy contract or something, I really don't see him even being a, a threat. I mean, he really struggled in the playoffs. Um, and I don't even know how this guy is being compared to a unanimous Hall of Famer right now. So I don't think yeah, that's anything from the Red Sox is going to be, from their bullpen so far, they're probably – there's really no one else they can go after. I don't think it's going to be a problem for the Yankees. They need to do I. Um, Kimbrell showed to me the past few seasons. Um, I still think he'll be great. But I still think that eventually, in however long, when he actually retires, he'll be a Hall of Famer because of the numbers he's going to put up. But, um, A, he's not Mariano Rivera. Nobody will ever be, ever be Mariano Rivera. And, B, he's shown signs of regression. Um, he's, he's dominant but i don't i don't fear him as much as when we as, as a few years ago i mean i remember a game a few years ago judge homered off him gardner tripled off him he blew the save um he had a terrible postseason yeah he may have saved a, a 13 games but postseason was awful so i i don't think even getting Kimbrell is going to push this team over the edge uh, as far as winning the division goes i think the Yankees just that much better of a team yeah um, I do totally agree. And, um, yeah, thank you for the question, by the way. And, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead into an, another network ad. Hi, this is Chris from Rattle Up. Join Blake and I this Friday at 6 Mountain or 8 Eastern, as we will be discussing many things, including David Peralta reaching number 10 on the MLB Network's top 10 left fielders list, as well as Tori Labello getting his contract extended, along with lots of other Diamondbacks news. We will also be discussing players that didn't make the Hall of Fame, but should have, and other things, such as why big free agents haven't signed yet, and where we think they will sign when they all eventually do. Thank you, and just as a reminder, there will be this Friday, Join Blake and I on an episode of Rile Up at 6 Mountain or 8 Eastern. Thank you. All right. Welcome back. Um, We'll be talking about Aaron Boone as our final segment today. But before that, um, if you guys are looking to get any tickets for the upcoming season, spring training, regular season, make sure to use StubHub to get 10% off. The code is BPN10. Uh, for that. So if you guys want to get any tickets, make sure to use the code. And if you want to call in, the number is 845-277-9345. And um, yeah, let's hop into Aaron Boone. I'm a big fan of Booney. Uh, He was my first choice when the Yankees were interviewing candidates last year with guys like Hensley Mullins um, and Chris Woodward. Um, so I was very happy when they, when they got Booney, despite the fact that uh, he never managed or coached before. I think he's a great baseball mind, comes from a great baseball fan with his brother and his father playing baseball and being great players. Um, Aaron was a Yankee, so he knows what New York is like. Um, so I'm glad that he got the job. Now, after the season, um, there are critiques to be made. I mean, it, it all comes with experience, but all spade spade. 
man won 100 games. His team, a rookie manager, won 100 games. That is a difficult task to do if you're a veteran manager. Patrick, he won 100 games. Yes, the Yankees are great, but he won 100 games. Now, there's things to be said about not using his bullpen um, uh, as he should. I mean, my biggest complaint about Girardi was Girardi overused the bullpen and made three switches in, a, in, in an inning uh, to have the matchups because the book says um, he might be – I mean, Girardi was into that book. What the book said went. Um, now, I'm, I'm a big believer in having the eye test and also using analytics to, to, to add to that. But don't let it be uh, what runs the game. That's why I really don't like Dave Roberts as a manager. Um, he takes out pitchers when they're pitching well because after, after uh, their third at bat, they, they do this against his pitcher. I just, if a guy's pitching well, let him pitch. Uh, and I think Boone maybe falls victim to that slightly every so often. Um, but I really don't have very many complaints about Booney. I think maybe remember that you have a phenomenal bullpen. Don't let your, if the starters in, in a little bit of trouble. Don't don't hesitate. Go to the bullpen if you need. Uh, just don't pull a Girardi and, and pitch four guys in an inning. Um, but aside from his, his bullpen issues, I really believe that um, um, the Boone will be fine come this come next season. Um, he did a phenomenal job this season. Um, he got his players going when he needed. Um, he, he, got, he got fiery when, if, when need be. The Yankees are going through a tough spell. He got himself ejected because, you know, that, with a, that, that fires up his team. It, it, it shows your manager cares. Um, so he, he is a hard, was a hard-nosed player, another hard-nosed manager, and a guy who can connect with players. So uh, I'm a big fan of Boone, what he did and what he's going to do, hopefully, in my eyes. Um, so I'm hoping for another good year at Boone. Um, yeah, um, I think the, the big problem, I mean, I don't think it's a big problem, but the big, you know, things on Boone was when the games counted in the playoffs. Um, you know, he didn't go to the bullpen when he needed to. Uh, why was he keeping, you know, CC in and uh, Severino? So obviously with those issues, you know, you know, he's only a rookie manager. He'll, you know, learn from that. He'll, you know, over the years know what to do. Um, but yeah, he won a hundred games. I think, uh, you know, doing that in your rookie year of managing is impressive. I know the Red Sox, obviously they won 108 games with a rookie manager too, but their team was, you know, their team was already elite. Um, we needed a few pieces. We were struggling in a few areas in the beginning of the season, like third base and, and such. Um, and also players weren't on, you know, judge was struggling. A lot of other players were struggling. The, the Red Sox, you know, they had everybody, everybody was doing well for them. So I think, you know, Aaron Boone so far, what he, what he has done, I think is, you know, really well. And um, now, you know, he has more pieces to this team. He has more uh, little, you know, weapons to use. Uh, to, uh, I think, you know, he'll be good to go for next season. And I, you know, I'm really excited. As, as am I. Postseason managing and regular season managing are two very, very different things. I mean, you can manage regular season. You put out the lineups and all that, and all that, uh, all that jazz. But once the postseason comes around, I mean, you have very few starters. When do you, when do you bring in a relief pitcher or even a starting pitcher out of the bullpen like the Yankees did 
back in 03 with Mike Mussina and bring him out of the bullpen and having guys throw multiple innings like Rivera did back in that same game during three innings. So when do you do these sort of things? When do you do the unorthodox? Like, as much as I criticize Joe Girardi, Joe Girardi did one of the strangest but impactful moves I've ever seen a manager make in the playoffs. Alex Rodriguez was struggling. This was the, uh, the playoffs back uh, in uh, 2012, I believe, with uh, Raul Abanez. Um He pinch hit for A-Rod. Um, and he, I mean, you don't pinch hit for Alex Rodriguez. He's a, I mean, it's numbers to say, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer with phenomenal numbers. You don't pinch hit for a guy of his stature. But Girardi said, no, I like the matchup here. Alex is a righty, and they have, they have, um, Jim Johnson on the mound with a heavy sinker, and Alex is struggling, so you pinch hit for Alex. And it paid off immensely. I mean, you know, Bonnie's hit the home run to tie the game, and then his next step had off Brian Mattis. He, he homered again and won the game. So you, you have to take the regular season for what it's worth, and when the playoffs come around, you, you do things a little differently. You make, you make it. You, you make snap decisions, you make decisions you wouldn't normally make, but that all comes with experience, and he's already there last year, so let's see how he does this year. But actually, we are getting in another phone call uh, from Dom from New York, so let's have him, uh, let's have him ask, ask what he wants to ask. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, this week is a pretty simple question. I haven't heard anything about the first and third base coach. wonder if you guys had any idea of, of their bringing back who's there. Um, last year, and if Aaron Boone is he does he utilize them like Girardi did? Does he value their opinion? Even the bench coach, I know Girardi relied a lot on when with with his coaches around. I just want to get your take on that. Well, thank you very much, Dom. Um, mm-hmm. um, our our third base coach Phil Nevin and our first base coach uh, Reggie Willits um, are were phenomenal players in their own right. They were solid big leaguers. Uh, Nevin was a coach. Uh, Willits, uh, I think, was a coach in um, uh, one of the systems. I think he was a coach in the Angels system, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they, uh, I think they all value each other's opinions. Obviously, Bruno's final say. But um, Larry Rothschild proved himself to be one of the uh, premier uh, pitching coaches in the game dealing with a lot of players, and he's been here for a while. So I think that Boone definitely values his coaches um, and, uh, and their opinions, as well as Marcus Timms and uh, P.J. Pelletier, who's assistant hitting coach, Harkey, the, Harkey, the bullpen coach, Mike Harkey. So um, it's, it's, it's definitely a collaborative effort, Boone has final say, but um, though, though he definitely values their opinions. Uh, Eamon? Yeah, I, um, I definitely, you know, I think he definitely takes in their opinions on, you know, calls to review uh, decisions made, take guys out, put guys in. I think, you know, he really needs to uh, value those guys because some of them have been there for more than 10 years. So um, I really think he, you know, he's been doing that and the decisions, you know, some of the decisions that he's made, you know, haven't been so good, but, you know, with time, I think, you know, he'll, he'll get to, uh, where where we need him to be? Yeah, I I completely uh, I completely see your point. Um, the Yankees uh, as a team are phenomenal. They don't really need that much 
management per se in order to be a really amazing team. That being said, a good manager can add five, six, seven wins to a team just by good management. Um, so Boone will definitely contribute that to the, the regular season. I don't think there's any problem with regular season managing for the Yankees, but um, where he's going to really rely on his on his coaching staff and um, on experience, which he got last season, um, is the playoffs. Like I, like I said, playoff managing is so different. It's it's a completely different ball game. Um, he, when to take guys out? Some guys go three innings. They go three innings uh, in in the uh, in the playoff when they start. And they had to rely on the bullpen. I mean, look what Girardi did um, a few seasons ago when Severino got one out in the wild card game. He had to piece together the bullpen with Robertson and Kingley and Batances and Chapman. And that's a that's a beautifully managed game. Um, as your starting pitcher goes one out, uh, your ace goes one out. So not like you bring your ace in the bullpen. No, your ace. Well, your ace started the game and got one out. So. Those are things you have to plan for sometimes. Those are things that you don't want to plan for but have to be planned for because playoff baseball is very different. He managed the wild card game very well. Um, he, he started the right guy. Uh, he, he brought in the right guys out of the bullpen. So he definitely proved he could manage in the playoffs um, uh, then. Um, the, the division series is a little different, um, but, but that all comes with experience, and that all comes with um, that all, that all comes with learning. So I, I really do believe that, uh, that Aaron Boone is, is, is in a beautiful position to win and in a, uh, in a beautiful position uh, with the Yankees next season. I mean, Alex Cora had experience with Houston. Alex Cora with the Red Sox had experience coaching on a championship team. They come to the Red Sox, and he wins a championship with them. So, I mean, Cora had experience. Boone had no experience. So he's learning. He did a good job in his first season, but he's, he's still going to learn. And he'll take that into this season um, and hopefully be, uh, be better for it. Yeah, I think moving forward for um, Aaron Boone is just, you know, making better decisions and uh, learning from the ones that, you know, he didn't do. Um and maybe taking chances um, in big situations. I mean, we have to see what happens um, because, you know, maybe if he, you know, took out Luis Severino in that one playoff game, went to the bullpen, that's a game-changing move. Not, you know, not putting him, keeping him in, you know, is a game-changing move. So, you know, his postseason to his regular season is going to be a little bit different, but when it comes down to the postseason, he's got to utilize what he's, you know, had and make those better decisions. And uh, hopefully, you know, with time, uh, you know, with more uh, coaching, uh, you know, he'll learn from that and uh, he'll be a better coach from now on forward. And, um, yeah, I hope he, you know, can, can do that. Definitely, he uh, he has Josh Bard in his ear on the bench co- as the bench coach. Um, he has guys from the former uh, Yankee managing regime to uh, assist him, like Larry Rothschild, who has been the Yankees' um, uh, pitching coach since 2011. Um, he has Mike Harkey, who was the Yankees' bullpen coach for 2008-2013, and came back 2016-17 with Girardi. He, I mean, he also has. Marcus Timms, who was with Girardi for two seasons in 16 and 17. So he has the stylistic stylings of Girardi um, and what he did well. 
um, in his ear with Marcus Timms, Larry Rothschild, and Mike Harkey. And he has some new, some, some new opinions like Reggie Willits and PJ Pelletier, Phil Nevin, um, and his bench coach, Josh Bard. So and those are guys he picked. Those are guys he, he, had, um, he had come in and said, I, I'd like you to be a coach. So they're all opinions he respects. And I give uh, Boone a big vote of confidence going into the 2019 season that he will definitely um, manage well again and improve upon what he did last season. Yeah. Um, I hope, you know, Boone does really good this year after a, a great first um, year of coaching. And, um, you know, he's going to improve, but uh, we'll see what happens. And that will wrap up this week's episode of Pinstripe Talk. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday. Uh, we don't know what time yet, like I've said a lot, but um, we'll see. Uh, we'll, be po- we'll keep you guys posted on the uh, Baseball Podcast Network. Instagram. And um, yeah, I think that's it um, for me. Anthony, you have anything to say? I got nothing, nothing else to say. Uh, thank you for a great show and uh, so long, everybody. Yeah, see you guys later. Pinstripe Talk is produced by Benson Vector. Pinstripe Talk is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to give our hosts a follow on Instagram, Eamon at Yankees Network 99, and Anthony at AFSimeon16. That's S-I-M-E-O-N-E-16. For more Pinstripe Talk content, be sure to head over to our website at BaseballPodcastNet.com. Be sure to follow the Baseball Podcast Network on all their social media platforms. Instagram, at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-1. YouTube, at Baseball Podcast Network. And SoundCloud, at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to Pinstripe Talk. We'll see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.